everybody out there in radio podcast land throughout the world that decides to bend their ear over to us here in the fool's force this is the original backwards fool coming to you again at the base of ignorant ridge between here and vicodin valley with papa fool just alongside me again we took a few days off we had some other things we had to do uh stuff didn't stop happening the world didn't stop spinning just because we weren't on the radio waves and the airwaves here throughout the world. So uh, everything's still somewhat, not I wouldn't say okay or great, but it's still in working order without too many too big issues. Well, for us like it that. is. Yeah, uh, at least for us, the, the fools, the backwards fools here that are talking from you, uh, coming to you again from the Fools Force. So what we're going to get into uh, this week, probably the biggest discussions kind of going on after Super Bowls, after different kinds of new football leagues and recruiting things that have happened. Um, the biggest one going on right now is free agency, getting ready to open up and speculation to try to look at where pretty much big time, big time NFL talents are going, where people are looking at thinking and what's kind of moving parts and pieces. So we don't have time to get into the literal dozens of millionaires that are trying to be multi-millionaires or millionaires that are coming to be thousandaires or whatever it is. So we're just going to look at some of the quarterback situations, where we think uh, makes sense, what we think doesn't make sense as far as what they're getting paid, different kinds of things, where people may be moving and grooving and going to in different kinds of places. And then the other thing um, that we're going to talk about, because it's becoming a big topic, at least for us, um, kind of looking at going down to Disney and a few other places here around the globe is basically how we're changing up, how you wait for stuff in theme parks, you know, virtual queues, different passes, different things you can buy, different tiers, all this other kinds of stuff. So those are the two main things we're going to try to hit on today and just kind of see what we think, what's going on, how things are basically breaking down. So I'm going to go ahead uh, and kick the thing off here looking at um, NFL mainly, NFL free agency today is just like I said, is going to be quarterbacks only. So the one that we hopefully, and I say hopefully because nothing is true in this world until, well, even if it's written in ink necessarily, it means nothing. means absolutely nothing in any way, shape, or form in the business world, in the football world, in any kind of thing. Until um, the first snap of the first real game. Yeah, there, there's anything that can and will yeah. and usually does happen. But the one that came out um, this week later on, and, you know, it, it's nice to be him when you're sitting on a tropical beach somewhere with your Instagram post and you're able to sit here and make a deal with your agent as you're sitting on the uh, as a coast somewhere on the beach and basically saying, I'm set, I'm good, we're not going anywhere. Talking about um, number nine for New Orleans Saints, Drew Brees, and where he basically said he wants to stick um, and stay for everything else kind of left behind and Drew Brees is, says and we'll see what happens come March if he's actually going to sign and stay a New Orleans Saint. Makes all the sense in the world to me. Well what's else. interesting about that to me is that kind of puts them over the barrel a little bit. It's, it's great I think in some respects that, that Drew's coming back but one year, two years maybe at best but Teddy Bridgewater who they have and is also a free agent Played well for them yeah. when he when he needed to step in, and they're almost going to be forced by uh, signing Drew to, 
do something with Teddy. Well, and that's that's exactly what what I think is going to happen. You know, that's probably the biggest quarterback drama. That's why we kick it off with this: is it's the three-headed monster you've got. You've got number nine, Drew Brees. You've got number five, Bridgewater. You got number seven, Taysom Hill. Okay, Brees is without a doubt going up to be forty-one years old. He's two years younger than Tom Brady. So. Like you said, Papa Fool, if you want to get two more years out of him like Brady, you know, it's not out of the realm of impossibility. But what's going to have to happen, at least just from a money standpoint, they're looking at paying him. You know, I don't know. They haven't uh, hammered out the details. It was just kind of the thing as far as where you're going. He's got like a $25 million hit that they're going to have to take on the cap to be able to get this. And Teddy Bridgewater got seven, almost seven and a half million last year. And then you've got number seven, Taysom Hill, who was making five hundred twenty-five grand, which I'll take any day of the week. Well, but when it comes, well, the way he played this year and everything he did, and and proved that he could do just about anything uh, in a skill position. Uh, his his top end is, I mean, it's it's there's no telling what he'll eventually yeah. be able to. Yeah, and, and you know, Taysom Hill is not a spring chicken. He came into the league late. Um, he's been in the league for a few years, but he's already in his thirties. You know, he's thirty. He turned thirty years old this year. To me, here's what I honestly think happens. I, I do believe Drew ends up staying in New Orleans. Um, I don't think he'll make it through the rest of his contract, whatever they sign, unless it's a one-year deal. I, I think Teddy Bridgewater um, is going somewhere else. I, I think he's seeking uh, somewhere else and basically looking. Um, I, I don't know if he's trying to force a starting role out of somebody. I think somewhere like the Jacksonville Jaguars would probably take him for a little bit more money uh, behind the mustache of Gardner Minshew and everything else down there. <laughs> yeah, um, to I, go and, through. and he would be a good fit down there. Yeah, I, I think it would be a big money maker to kind of go through that. I, I think they sign, you know, because and maybe he'll press it, but Taysom Hill, I, I see him being the heir apparent to try to go into it. Now, again, anything can happen, and one of the ones we're going to get into next. Um, may shake up a little, folks, uh, in different parts that I'm going to talk about. I don't know what Papa Fool is going to have to say about it. But I think Taysom Hill, you know, literally if you doubled his salary from this year to last year, it's a million dollars. I mean, it's – Which is nothing. Which is in the in the league, they're making billions. It is absolutely nothing for them. I think the cap, you know, after the contracts is going to be close to $180 million a year in cap money. So, literally, you're not even 1% of your cap money is going to – a potential future quarterback. So I think that's where it washes out. Wouldn't be surprised uh, if some other things ended up happening. But I think Breeze stays. Hill gets that nod, maybe a little bump in his pay, and Bridgewater's out the door. Now, the next one, um, this again is where a lot of the drama, I think, is going to happen. Um, the ultimate avocado eating machine that has ice cream in his name, all different kinds of books, all of his wonderful turtlenecks, chugging beers, Tom Brady, number 12, the GOAT, many people would say because of just the Super Bowls and things he's won. You know, that's going to be the topic of conversation. Will he be in New England um, next year? And I'll let you start off. Just start there. I I don't think there's any doubt that he will be. Mm. Um, I I think he proved that he's still able uh, to do what he needs to do. Um, but here again, it's a short. It's going to have to be a short-term thing, um, and the Patriots always have a way of finding people to play to Brady's skills, and I think they'll continue to do that. But it's interesting the parallel you have between New Orleans and 
New England in this situation with, with these two guys, with, with, with uh, Breeze and Brady, that it, it's so similar. But uh, I, I think uh, – I don't think Belichick will be upset at all if he has to have Tom in the back, <laughs> back there quarterback in one more year. Well, here – and again, will he be upset? No, he won't be upset at 12 there. But I'm going to be – again, and this is why I said it's going to cause some stuff for people that might listen to this, I don't think he's there. I really and truly don't believe Tom Brady's there. And this is what people tend to forget. Um, you know, when the whole Jimmy G thing went down, that everybody got mad and Robert Kraft stomped his feet and everything else, you know, and think about this, Belichick wanted Garoppolo as his heir apparent. That was a future thing that had been discussed and he'd been forced out. Imagine you got a guy that just followed up, second runner-up in the league, took you to the Super Bowl with the Niners, and what could he have done with the Patriots? Nobody knows. But anyways, that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, one of the things that happened when Brady has restructured his deal every year is he's taking less money. Um, he's mentioned multiple times he's not willing to take less money anymore. Now, they may be able to help that out with trying to go get some more talent and do things because that's what they were lacking, big-name stars on offense. Everybody got hurt, different things. But I don't think they're going to be willing to pony up for – Tom Brady to basically pay 20-some-odd million dollars a year for him to do that. And I don't think Tom's willing to renegotiate and look at that. I think Tom ends up going out to um, L.A. I think he becomes a charger. I think he ends it there in the next two years. So <laughs> that's just... So, so having said that, which it's not a bad possibility, who do you see go, taking the reins? So that's where the next part comes into play. Um who takes over? So they've got Stidham, who's kind of a Brady-esque guy from Auburn that's already on the roster everything else. It would not shock me in any way, shape, or form, and that's what they do is they're going to trade for a quarterback. I think the top two is Andy Dalton for Cincinnati because he's out the door. And, you know, because everybody knows Joe Burrow is going to Cincinnati until he pulls a John Elway or an Eli Manning where he wants to be traded because he doesn't want to be in the organization, which is fine. Uh, I think they try to trade up to get Dalton. I think they either do that or they go after Taysom Hill from New Orleans. That, that, that. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I think because he's 30 years old, you know, they get five. If you get five years out of a quarterback, and they enter, and Belichick and all them are way above our head knowing this. If you get five years out of the NFL quarterback, you have more than enough paid for a franchise player. Well, and the thing is, we're talking about free agents here, and we're really not factoring in any of the draft quarterbacks. Although you brought up Burrow, which is a no-brainer. Uh, how all that figures into to yeah. these situations is who knows what will happen there with the way the draft goes and changes. It's interesting that Burrow, before uh, really before his college career was over, uh, before he won the national championship, they were talking. Uh, he talked about how he would love to play at Cincinnati because he's from Ohio. He's from Ohio, but yeah. he's kind of hedged his bet lately. And what? But but I think that may be part of the game he's playing. He's a smart, smart young man. Well, his and, dad also played and, in the league, and that's true. So, and, and they know the ins and outs of it. Yeah. And so he's going to play his cards for all it's worth. But I think Cincinnati will 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 pony up the money. It's just a question of does he want to play for the organization? Yeah, and that's again, if for you guys that haven't seen some of this stuff, John Ella was the original leverage guy who said he was going to play for the Yankees because he didn't want to go to the Indianapolis Colts with the original Ursay who had all that issue, and then you had 
Eli Manning, who refused to go to the San Diego franchise at the time. So he got drafted by San Diego, then got traded for the next guy who's on our list, Phillip Rivers, um, who's going to be out there in L.A. Obviously, I've kind of buried the lead for my opinion. You know, I don't think, obviously, they've already parted ways. No, That's come out on social he won't media. be back. He's not going to be in L.A. You know, that's where where is he going? Everybody right now says Tampa Bay because that's he's put out there. They've moved down to Florida. They've done all these other different kinds of things and other places to kind of look at and kind of see other different things that go along with it. So maybe he ends up at Tampa Bay, um, and that's where this next guy kind of comes into play as well. You're going to have Phillip Rivers versus Jameis Winston. Those are your things that you're going to have to kind of compare. Um I would take, and just to be brutally honest, you know, I would take probably Phillip Rivers for a couple of years. So, do I think Phillip ends up in Tampa Bay? Um, honestly, I don't think so. I think Phillip ends up in Miami. I think he ends up at the Dolphins. That would be a perfect fit for him. Yep. You know what's funny about those two names, Phillip Rivers and uh, Jameis Winston, or Jameis as I like to call him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's how it's spelled. Yeah, I know. Jamie is. We have a friend, a, a mutual friend of ours who's a Florida State alum. I'd always like to give a hard time about that. <laughs> but it's funny that uh, Philip and Jamis, uh, Jameis have, tend to have the same problem. They like to throw the other team color jersey a lot. Well, apparently, <laughs> nobody knew. He couldn't see well within twenty feet, twenty yards of you know, himself. I can remember at Florida State he would lose his contacts yeah. quite often. But but even with his contacts, you could watch they would they would do close ups of him and he would be squinting All to the see. Time. So it was like he was he was nearsighted. He couldn't see anything far away. And if you're throwing the ball 40 yards down the field, it's no wonder you, you overthrow or so, underthrow. Yeah, so is Jameis – so I've already said Phillip Rivers to the Dolphins. Does Jameis stay in Tampa? You know, I don't know. Um, I, I, there's so many irons in the fire and things in flux there. I think it's like one of these things, well, we've got him if we can't do anything else and we'll be happy with him. But well, if they get an opportunity – I tell you one that 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 we really haven't, and, and where it factors in on this is is uh, what's going to happen in Carolina. Yeah, uh, and that's one that's coming. You know, I'm getting ready to get to here in just a second. I mean, one of the either one of those guys in Carolina would would be. Uh, well, the thing about Cam is, you know, Cam's not an unrestricted for a free agent and that kind of thing. They're they're looking and talking about that. Uh, because, you know, he's – I mean, I don't know between car accidents, back injuries when he was in college. I mean, the guy played his freaking, you know, butt off for all these different things, and he's just he's just been beat up. And he's that's beat just, up. And that's just the way he plays the game, and there's not to knock that. You know, maybe after these last two years he'd be able to do some things. Uh, I, you know, I think Jameis fits with Bruce. Him and Bruce Arians go back a long way. But getting into Carolina – the new guy there, all right, and God, what his name just escapes me from Baylor, Matt Rule. Matt Rule. Rule. Um, he likes that system, so who's perfect for his system? Who we know is not going to be there at his franchise anymore is Marcus Mariota. Well, that's what I was thinking. I mean, and, and Mariota, Mariota here again carries that stigma of, of 
he can't stay well. And I think that's been his biggest problem. I think I think Marcus has never been able to put together a long season. enough series of games to yeah. really see what he's capable of. He's obviously had flashes of brilliance, but uh, he, he gets hurt. Well, you know, there's never a good time to get hurt, but it always seems like when he's starting to get on a roll, he gets yeah. hurt. Well, the thing, and, and they're nagging injuries. Well, the thing about this year that happened, you know, he, he actually was healthy this year. He just did not, for whatever reason, it just didn't click with the system they have in Tennessee and the stuff that was going on with the Titans and all that stuff. And he basically... You know, oh gosh, uh, he got Wally pipped. Um, yeah, but but not to say Ryan Tannehill's, you know, Luke well, I, I, and I Joe Maggio think, and all that. I think Tannehill was at the right place at the right time um, and and played very well. I think I think Marcus had trouble finding receivers. Yeah. Uh, I think I think also to his detriment, I think the team coaching wise really didn't realize or until. A third of the way through the season, they didn't utilize Derrick Henry the way that they should have. And they haven't for years, in my opinion. It's always frustrated me. The fact that they finally figured it out figured it out, and yeah. let Derrick do what Derrick can do. And so that kind of leads to, we think Mariota goes, I think Mariota goes to Carolina. And then, you know, what do they do with Ryan Tannehill? I think Ryan Tannehill gets franchise tagged. Um, I don't think out of those two people you pay the money um if you franchise derrick henry in tennessee right he's not gonna play and you've got he to will tackle sit. also he, you've got to deal with too uh, with conklin them. i right. don't think conklin stays i think conklin well, goes because he's been a terrible terrible injury prone um you know and they well still i'm just got, looking from a cap standpoint yeah. what they're gonna have to do and as low as they're gonna pick in the draft for them to get one of these hot shot quarterbacks out of the draft that's not gonna happen uh, they may get a better quarterback than you realize, but I think you franchise Tannehill and they get yeah. another quarterback. I think if you get two more good, two or three good years out of Tannehill, you, you've gotten a bargain out of the whole. Thing. Well, and that's where the franchise thing is. One, it's a one-year guarantee. It's a one-year deal. Then it becomes another year if you can franchise them over and over again. After two years of franchise, you can't do it anymore. So yeah. you're, you're kind of just waiting and seeing um, with that. So that was just a handful of some of the big things that kind of. Wanted to look at and show you again. Drew Brees, I think he stays with New Orleans. Um, Taysom Hill, I, I think he stays there, or maybe he goes to New England in a trade. Bridgewater, you know, I think he ends up at Jacksonville, somewhere like that. Phillip Rivers, uh, I think he ends up, <clears throat> excuse me, going down to Miami. Tom Brady goes to the Los Angeles Chargers. I know everybody talked about the Las Vegas Raiders trying to get in on him. I, I just, that's not, I don't see him in Gruden working together with all that kind of stuff. Oh, let me throw else. one in there we hadn't talked about. What's that? Controversial this week, but he's going to stay. Dak. Oh, yeah. Um, that's one I, oh, goodness gracious, how could yeah, I Yeah, Prescott, the big thing that I've seen is all these former Cowboys are trying to tell him to take less money when these same Cowboys took every dollar they out. could get and yeah, set out. Sat so out. I, I, don't, I don't get that. You know, that was the conversation that some people had at a point in time where could they get rid of Dak and send him to – Somewhere, and they get Tom Brady. I don't see that happening unless Jerry ends up doing what Jerry does and forking over a small fortune to take half your money and give it to Tom Brady, and then who wouldn't blame him for I doing know, that? I know the, the, the Cowboys have been up and down, but, but I've, 
I've been impressed with Dak Prescott from day one with them. He's yeah. had he's had his rough rough patches, but overall, I think he makes great decisions, and I think they're crazy if they don't do whatever they need to decide. Yeah, I think, and that's why it kind of overlooked me a little bit. I forgot, and I don't know how I could because it's the Cowboys and all the kind of wonderful controversy with them. Um, I, I think, excuse me, I think again, Dak stays with Dallas. They end up figuring out a way to make that deal happen. Jerry doesn't like. Dealing with it, Jerry knows he's got limited time left, uh, limited limited lead in the pencil, so to speak, <laughs> before he can kind of move on uh, with that. So, again, that was just a few things. Um, you know, we think Ryan Tannehill gets franchised. We think, let's see here, you know, the Patriots get rid of Tom. They maybe find Andy Dalton or somebody like that. Marcus Mariota maybe ends up in Carolina uh, for Matt Rule in the new system there. And Jameis Winston ends up, after LASIK surgery, staying with Bruce to be able to kind of see where they can go from there with all of them. So that's just kind of our take. You know, we'll see what happens. We've got a couple more weeks so the whole thing kicks off. It usually all shakes itself out within the first two or three weeks. You've got between March and April to make it happen. and then So seven months from now, we'll find out if we were right. Yeah, and we'll probably figure out. <laughs> I mean, if we end up... If, if we, we do 50-50 on this, if we, hit, if, if we hit half of this, we're going to end up going out to Vegas in the April draft and watch all those guys float in on boats and everything else yeah. to try to get their picks, what everything yeah. else is going on. So, meanwhile, on the other stuff, kind of the lighter side of things that we wanted to kind of talk about today, transitioning over into the idea of, you know, family fun and different kinds of things that are going on with it. One of the things that I just – we both just want to kind of look at is – the transformation of different kinds of things as far as Disney, waiting on rides, different stuff that's come up. Now, I've been around long enough, you've been around twice as long as me, Papa Fool, to basically see the old system of you get a ticket, you show up, and you have access to all rides. I know you went to Disney World and other things where you had to have like a carnival yeah, they had, had coupon books. Coupon books and a ticket e- an per e-ticket. ride. E-ticket. Yeah. You've probably heard people before, well, that's an e-ticket attraction or, or that, this is this is e-ticket quality. When people talk about that, they're talking about Space Mountain, yeah. uh, Pirates and, of the Caribbean. And they still have those tiers. They just have it in a different right. way, shape, yeah, or form exactly. now. Exactly. So what's kind of transformed, at least in both of our lifetimes, I'll start with mine and everything else, is you get the ticket, you're good to go all day, but you had to wait in lines. Then... We transformed into the whole fast pass, you know, hard paper system where you had to show up, be in the park, get an actual printed out ticket, and you have a time and a date, and then you can go. Had about an hour window. You had about an hour window, and there was no grace period. You had to show up because it was, they were scanning it, and you basically had a wasteful piece of paper if you didn't. And so, kind of fast forward what we have now, then you had fast pass online with more digital technology, with phones and smart apps and all this other kinds of stuff. Now we've gotten into the realm of virtual queues and to come out with the new rides that are all over Disney property in America is Star Wars Rise of Resistance, which everybody I've said, any kind of person that's been to Disney or has had the opportunity to do this, have said this is an absolutely ridiculous experience because it is a great ride. But here's the thing. It is no longer a fast pass thing. It is now a virtual queue which some virtual queues at like water parks, Universal, and other places, they basically do it like a fast pass where you can do it online without even being in the park. Disney's, in their infinite wisdom, and we'll talk 
whether this is good or bad, have said you got to be physically in the park, which scares me to death, number one, that they're able to track all the wonderful GPS to that app to be able to say, hey, you're standing outside of our turnstiles. You can't do this yet, but you've got to be in the park, and you have to basically hit it up as soon as the park opens, whatever time that may be, to be able to do that. So my whole thing with this is, you know, looking at this, is this a good or a bad way to kind of go about business? Um, for a money standpoint and for a basic draw, I think it's a great way to handle business. I think it's a great way to build up basically want and need. The problem that I have with it is the fact of you've basically created a monster that you cannot feed. You have literally created a ride that can only handle one of the stories we in uh, Popaful here basically studied was that they're averaging usually they may be at top be able to get 17,000 people on this attraction a day right now they're only averaging maybe 12,000 people a day because of system failures and things if you've ever been to a park and you're listening to this you probably have we're talking tens of thousands of people that are out here in these parks trying to do these things and millions of people planning for these events and trying to get to these things and stuff like that so i, I went it's interesting that that uh, there's been so much discussion about this particular type of, of whatever you want to call it early admission or yeah. or tiered tiered admission or a be there at a certain time admission you know, fast pass was one thing everybody was always familiar with, but um, I've heard two two schools of thought on this. One thing I've heard is that this is a stab at what they're looking at, and I I know they it's coming. I mean, this is this is 2020, the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World is this fall. Yeah, and one of the things that I've heard all along was that they are going to roll out all kinds of tiered ticketing yes. and tiered uh, attraction uh, availabilities <laughs> that we have no idea about. And you kind of all just, these yes. are going to be a whole new way of experiencing Disney. And, and of course, they claim it's going to be better, and it may be. But the thing that I, it scares me about this is uh, it, it's what scares me now about pricing at Disney especially if you want to stay at Disney. We've just gone through this as a family yeah. trying to stay uh, with, On six, with six people. At, it, it's it's almost cost prohibitive to do it for a week well, and go to the park. Unless you are willing to pay extra money. And I'm going to be brutally honest with this. This is a great example of, and lock it or love it, Right, of what basically America is. If you're willing to pay right. more money, if you're willing to pay more money, you're going to get more perks out of the deal. And listen, I have no issue whatsoever if they want to create this system of paying for early access and paying for more fast passes. All right, because my opinion on this is you're paying for an experience and everything else. I got no problem paying for that. I don't like paying twice as much to get in to the park. I don't like paying another $20 for a t-shirt because that's basically something that's going to basically come out. If I have an experience or something like that, I'm willing to kind of pay that. But you are 100% hitting the nail on the head. They are about, and they, they've slowly wheeled it out at Disneyland. They haven't done it at Disney World where they are basically doing paid fast passes well, to get you in and do this. I, I don't know if we even talk about this. You and I, you're, you're, we're going to... Uh, my significant other uh, and some other friends. Mama go, fool. Mama fool, We're yeah. going to Disneyland in the fall. Right. And uh, 
we already have somebody working on what do they call it? Magic. Uh, magic pass. Magic pass. Yeah. yeah. That 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 I, I like you. I have mixed emotions about. Oh, it's a it's a wonderful idea, but by the same token, uh, what does it do to the average park fan that that can? Oh, the well, and we've talked about this, and we've had Disney insiders. This is why we talk. We know a bunch of people that have worked for Disney, done things. The average family of four, average family of four, mom, dad, two kids that go to Disney, they save for two years. Now, that was in 2018. Probably, realistically, it's probably two and a half to three years to go on a proper Disney vacation for more than just two days, maybe a three or four day vacation to Disney. So, this is another one of those things they're going to add into it. I personally don't like a system, and they said they're not going to change it. They've changed over the tiered system at the park that the rise of the Star Wars rides are at right now to try to get people on other rides and do other things, which is fine. I don't like a system where you've literally got something in play that you know can't meet the demand of what you're doing. Well, now, they're treating it like South Park did with the episode where Cartman bought, what was it, Wonderland, where yeah. he literally <laughs> shut the whole park yeah. down, and then he decided... All right, he's going to raise the demand because he says, you can't come in here. And that's basically what they've done. And it works well. You know, I, I can't argue from the business standpoint. I just don't really agree with it as that idea. If you want to charge more money for it, charge more money for it. Do all these different kinds of things. But don't literally make it a free-for-all when you have to get up. Because I'm not getting up at 4 in the morning to stand outside in a flipping line and wait on all this stuff well, till 7 a.m. open to go do that. You know, and, and I don't know what the answer is because... You hope, I know one of the things everybody talks about is you open new rides and that takes pressure off rides that have been around a while. But right before I came over here today, I watched a video uh, blog of, of a particular couple that we like. Uh, and, and they went to this past weekend, they were in uh, Animal Kingdom. Oh, yeah. Went to Pandora. Yeah. And it's they still. Did, they did Navi River Journey. They fly to Passage. They showed the line for Flight of Passage, which yeah. how long has that been open now? Three years? Yeah. Three, yeah. And, of course, you know, oh, the lines the lines are backed up out of the Pandora section. They're still, still yeah. like that. So, yeah. uh, you know, I don't know what the answer is. Some well, of these things, uh, your, your ride capacity, like you said, is part of the issue. Um, I, I don't know. <laughs> but, but. People are still paying the money. And that's They're the still thing. still lining up. If you're still willing to go, if people are still willing to put a butt every 18 inches, are still willing to get enough feet to walk through those turnstiles, they're going to get away with whatever they can get away with until it reaches a break. Well, what's point. funny is some of the folks my age, and, and you probably, and, and as much as you've gone since you were young, uh, I think we they, they express a Yoki Bearism. Nobody goes there anymore. It's too crowded. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mean, that's that's the yeah. attitude some people are taking, but they end up going like us. You we always talk back. about how crowded it is, but we go back. Well, so. but the way and the reason why we go back a lot is because we know how to kind of work the system. Well, and, and that's the thing, and too. that's things that no one had to get around at a park. And is a huge, huge and folks that are thing. listening out there, if you keep listening to us, we're going to keep telling you guys tips and things and stuff that we've learned that you may have never heard, and maybe you have. That's why you're probably listening what's to worth us. doing and what's not, not worth doing. doing. Yeah, and absolutely. the not worth doing will save you a lot, a lot of headache and a lot of money as well. So, yeah, like I said, you know, there's going to be some changes, a lot of rollouts and stuff. You know, the virtual queue as it sits right now, I think something's got to be fixed. You know, make it fast pass only. You can't 
because again, you're physically not able to as far as the numbers go. Um, but you're absolutely right. There's going to be stuff that rolls out this coming 2020 fall that are going to be changes. They've got this thing called the new Genie app, which is supposed to be like a mixture of uh, the Disney app with a travel agent that's going to do literally one and all. They're going to update apps and things like that. So, And, and there's still things they haven't scratched with the Magic Bands no. that they'll be able to do. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, our opinion, yes, does it make sense fiscally, money-wise to do it this way? Uh, yeah, it gets a lot of people in the door very early in the morning. But at that point, you're hoping that they stay the entire time and you're doing all that. I just don't like the fact that it creates mass chaos and a lot of things that if you're on vacation, you should not have to choose to get up at four in the morning to go do an experience of a ride. You know, times are changing. Things are going to be different two, three years from now, 20 years from now. I mean, it's going to be completely different, uh, but we'll see what happens. You know, there's always good and bad. We're all changes and things that go down. So... We'll kind of see how that goes because, as Papa Fool said, we're going to Disney a lot this year. Uh, we're going, I myself am going down here in about a month. Uh, Papa Fool's going out with us in the summertime with the rest of the fam. Then he's going down in to Disney fall. in the fall yeah. to, to California. Disney. Going to the, so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the original we'll, home. The original where it all started for theme parks and everything else. So, I hope you guys have enjoyed uh, our takes on the free agency quarterback market in the National Football League and what's going on there. Um, I hope you guys have at least enjoyed listening to our spiel about virtual cues with the rise of resistance and the new wave of technology and things that are trying to come in to go into um, new lines at the Magic Kingdom and different places. So coming to you guys again from the Fool's Forest. Catch you guys on the flip side. Hope you enjoyed a dose of what we're laying down for you here at the base of Ignorant Ridge between here and Vicodin Valley. See y'all next time. Hopefully you guys have a happy and a safe one. And catch y'all again on the flip side.